Dr. Anissa Kapadia practices rheumatology. She's attached to Safi, to Jaslok, Bhatia and Messina hospitals and she has her own clinic at Nana Chowk in Grant Road. She was drawn to rheumatology as a field because of the immense possibility of newer treatments and advances, which means she can make a huge difference to help patients get better. She trained in Nottingham in the UK. And one of the first things she said to me when we reached out to do this interview is because uh, she said it is something that people can live with. There is new advancement uh, in the area of lupus, and that's what we're going to talk about. Hi, Doc. Great to see you. How are you? Very well, Rishike. Glad to see you too. Talk about talk to me about lupus. Uh, let's start with a basic definition of systemic lupus erythematosus. Is that my, uh, a correct pronunciation? That's absolutely correct, uh, Rishi. And basically, lupus is an autoimmune disease. And while that sounds complicated, all it means is that your own white blood cells for uh, sometimes no reason at all they decide to attack your body it can be your skin your hair your joints or almost any organ in the body as far as sle is concerned and this generally affects women but uh, rarely men also and the most striking thing is that it affects women in their prime so i'm talking about uh, women from the age of 15 to 45 where this disease strikes and you know at, at the same time it's something that is treatable and uh, although not curable but definitely treatable and the causes as such are unknown uh, but I believe medical science says it's linked to environmental genetic and hormonal factors that can't be an easy thing it's not because um, one of the biggest things, one of the most important questions that all my patients ask me when we diagnose them, why did this happen to me? And we don't have an easy answer. Uh, it's a combination of genetics, um, you know, some environmental factors, but sometimes there's no cause at all. And uh, that's tricky explaining it to them. Um, but at the same time, things are advancing pretty fast. And, you know, maybe down the line, we'll have some answers. I have with me Karishma Khemlani, who's a lupus warrior. I love calling her that, a lupus warrior. You, hi, how are you first and foremost? I'm you very know? well, I'm, I'm so very well. At the age of 12, you lost your eyesight in your right eye. And at 15, you were diagnosed, diagnosed with SLE and rheumatoid arthritis. But you've been sick for 20 years now with multiple conditions. All of them were said to be incurable. Yes, that's right. Talk to me about this journey and you still have a wonderful smiling expression on your face. <laughs> Anybody who's going Insta Live will now see that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. And yes, um, I got sick when I was 12 years old. Uh, it's been a long 20 year journey. And like Dr. Anissa said that while it is not curable, it is very much treatable. And um, my condition has more or less remained in remission. So... I would like to say to everyone listening out there that um, while it is scary getting a diagnosis of lupus or any other incurable condition, it does not really um, define who you are because you can live a full life even with it. You know, the, the reason why we've got Karishma here and also Miloni to join Dr. Nisa Kapadia is exactly for that. It is scary when you have the condition, but you must take that leap of faith. You must ask for help. And the great news is help is available. Uh, they've sent me this wonderful Instagram handle. It's called lifewithlupus.mum. That's L-I-F-E 
with l-u-p-u-s dot m-u-m so you can direct message them and you know it's a support and patients advocacy group they will help you break a lot of stigma uh, myths about lupus is there also a number or something is there a website or something that they can call not as hmm? not as of now but we do have a whatsapp group yeah so tell me about that what is the whatsapp is there a whatsapp number or what do they join the whatsapp group uh, so to join you can dm us on instagram and one of the admins will add you to the whatsapp group okay fine yeah actually i'm clicking on it it's called life with lupus the whatsapp group and you can join only via instagram as of now so you go to lifewithlupus.mum and uh, once you dm them there's also a link on the profile of lifewithlupus.mum which will take you directly to that uh, particular group um it's you said that it afflicts doc doc you said it afflicts women more than men talk about symptoms now how can people know that there is a possibility of them having lupus so uh, lupus in our medical terminology we call it one of the most heterogeneous conditions so rheumatology deals with a lot of conditions actually a lot of autoimmune conditions but lupus amongst them is quite notorious so an example i often give my patients that the word lupus comes from the word wolf where it attacks without warning an animal like a wolf attacks you from behind without warning and just like that you can it can start with fever it can start with mild joint pains initially then your blood counts can go haywire you might have anemia you might also have a skin rash what we traditionally have called it a butterfly rash where you have rash over your cheekbones but almost at the same time anywhere in the body sometimes you get ulcers in the mouth um severe cases can have hair fall but most worrisome is when it uh, targets the kidneys or the heart because that is where sometimes if not treated it becomes irreversible the damage and that's why we have to diagnose it early we shouldn't miss the crucial timelines to treat it and prevent this damage from happening now i know one of the questions you get asked often is can i have a healthy pregnancy if i have lupus the condition and how do you react to that so that's very common because most of the um, uh, patients who are diagnosed as i mentioned earlier are young women and either they themselves or their family members their parents are always worried about this traditionally patients were told that you can't conceive or a pregnancy would be dangerous for you but this is really no longer the case and increasingly our goal in fact is to control the disease as soon as the disease is under control a pregnancy is totally possible of course it would have to be monitored by the doctors and you know by the obstetrician in a sort of a close uh, coordination the medicines would have to be adjusted but that said it's completely possible and doable and many of my patients have conceived have beautiful children and i'm i'm so happy to see them when they come to clinic lovely i'd like to direct like introduce you guys to miloni kulkarni uh incidentally we are insta live if you like to seeing videos and you're not just a pure audio person please if you're driving don't do that <laughs> we're at 94.3 radio 1 india and at hrishiky we also tag their support group which is lifewithlupus.mumbai dot mum if you want to go to instagram and start following them yeah miloni kulkarni is a lupus survivor she's a warrior um now she's gone through the whole cycle with no prior awareness or guidance 
she had all kinds of challenges and now she's surmounted that after three and a half years of struggle she's into full remission and back to normality i'd like you to start hi first hi <laughs> i'd like you to start with what she said about pregnancy you know was that a fear with you in the sense was your were your parents saying you know should you get married shouldn't you get married you have this condition and things like that how did you deal with that and then go into challenges you faced internally externally and how now you are in full remission and back to normalcy so, so i'd like to know the whole story so starting with lupus when i started with lupus i didn't really know what it was it was just like a very normal symptom you know that girls get when they're going through periods or something just like a normal pain maybe a nerve pain or back pain uh what i did realize was that day by day i started becoming like a skeleton in the way you become stiff like a skeleton and you don't know what's going on and then there were multiple tests and blood tests and everything done but nothing was diagnosed um finally there was one doctor who realized that you know you might have arthritis so she got some tests done and then she realized something called as ana and then she informed us as lupus but it was such mis it was diagnosed i mean it was conveyed to us in such a wrong way that you know she might um, uh, she might just lose herself or you know she might be uh, diagnosed in a very wrong way so it was just really scary but then the process uh, i think as i met dr anisa and i met other patients and other doctors it just became uh, it just became very healthier yeah so symptoms were there was depression right there was weight loss anxiety there was pigmentation hair fall hair fall there was also thrombosis you went through a, a couple few rounds of dialysis dialysis also. also and that was very scary one one hour each uh, each week i guess yeah that was that was a lot yeah i think when we met i remember uh, it was in the icu mm-hmm. and uh, your parents were very worried but since then You've Since then, it's it's just been a fantastic around. road for recovery. Yeah, yeah. and uh, and she lovely. is a great addition to our group because she now motivates a lot of my young patients who are newly diagnosed, and they end up reaching out to Meloni and not only them but even her parents actually even their parents um you know end up talking to her, and it really helps a lot for our newer patients. And you know, and I think it logically segues into treatment, and you did say right at the top. your own immune system starts attacking you so yeah. uh, i imagine uh, sle treatment consists primarily of immunosuppressive drugs that inhibit the activity of the immune system so where are we at now i mean uh, 50 60 years of research do we finally have some kind of a miracle drug so uh, i won't say we have a miracle drug but we have a combination of things which help us you know treat our patients better uh, so say about 40 years ago the only thing that patients were treated was with was steroids and steroids were considered a cornerstone of therapy where you could never take a patient of lupus off steroids however this is no longer true and as we know with this covid pandemic that steroids are a double edged sword although they really help to control the disease in the short run in the short term but in the long run they have their own large you know bunch of side effects so nowadays we use what we call immunosuppressive drugs but at the same time steroid sparing drugs where we slowly wean the patient off the steroid and put them on some kind of maintenance therapy and there are a combination of different medicines some are biologic some are uh, oral medicines and luckily in india we have a bunch of generic drugs which also work really well and uh, basically they you know as i said a combination of diagnostic factors tests and medicines help us to control the disease better Mm. and like we said right at the top and has been proven 
by what Meloni said. There has to be a team approach. Absolutely. Because there's so many organs being affected at the Absolutely. same time. Absolutely. I mean, you can't there say, has to be a very I, holistic Dr. approach. I, Dr. shall yeah. take control of all the organs that yeah. are going wrong. And, and that's the only approach that works, right? The team approach. From Absolutely. my perspective, I would say that there has to be a very holistic approach towards this whole thing. Yeah. I think self, along with a lot of medication, self-preservation is a key. That is, uh, that's a very main factor that needs to be taken care into. Yeah, and, and Doc... Given that all these symptoms start showing up, how does one know if one has lupus? I mean, no single test can tell it, right? I mean, or is there a test right now uh, which one can undertake after a physical examination? So, uh, yeah, I think there's no single test, but it's a combination of the history a patient gives us, the examination. Generally, we as rheumatologists at least end up, uh, you know, sort of sensing it very early or diagnosing it clinically. But the tests which are uh, have been known to diagnose lupus is something called an ANA test, which Meloni mentioned. Uh, this test also has to be taken with a pinch of salt because sometimes it's false positive also in normal mm. people. So, uh, yeah, it shouldn't be based on, you know, any one thing. It should be a combination of clinical as well as blood tests which help you diagnose. So, a positive ANA does not always mean you have lupus, like she said. But if you test positive, your doctor will likely order more tests for antibodies that are specific yeah. to systemic lupus erythematosus. Um, so that's that guys please get on to Instagram it's life with lupus dot mum life with l-u-p-u-s once you go and direct message them they will send you a whatsapp group and once you're part of that whatsapp group it's a robust whatsapp group it's a support group but one thing we haven't mentioned into is support groups and the importance of them and you were telling me that when you were studying in Nottingham in the United Kingdom how there were support groups for everything, Doc? Yeah, um, so uh, support groups, uh, whether in the UK or even in the US and even many other Western countries, are a very important part of, as uh, Meloni mentioned, a holistic kind of approach. Where as doctors, we obviously diagnose, treat, but we can't be there for our patients as much as we would like to. Whereas when you uh, have other patients who've been through the journey and some who are just sort of starting on the journey, we connect them to each other. You, patients not only feel that, you know, oh, there's someone else along with me who's going through this or has been through this, but you know there's, uh, you know, light at the end of the tunnel. So that's where we had uh, Karishma and Meloni, uh, my very two special patients, and we've been brainstorming for a while now, but we finally embarked on the journey of starting our support group. This is for lupus patients and caregivers. Um, so that's where we are at. Yeah, so Karishma has been a silent spectator for a while. So welcome back onto the show. But but really, I think it's wonderful that even though you have a day job as a digital marketer in a company, you've been an activist for various medical and social causes, mental health, child sexual abuse, chronic and invisible illnesses, domestic violence, also because of yes. all the experiences, profound experiences you've gone through in your life. How has it been since you started... Uh, life with lupus since you started this support group and how you seeing other people react you know other warriors so i got sick when i was very young yeah. and at that point there were there was no awareness there was no information available and i did not know who to turn to at that point so it was quite lonely and apart from that, I think the stigma attached to a chronic and invisible illness is massive because people do not see 
how you're feeling and one of the most common comments that i hear even today is oh but you don't look sick even though internally our body is wrecking havoc externally we will still look fine and that's why they called invisible illnesses so the stigma that came with it the shame that came with it and the um apathy that came with it from society at large made the journey a lot more difficult than just going through the treatments and the symptoms so when i started finding my own strength i realized that the way i was lonely in my journey there might be a lot more people who are as lonely without any support and that's when i realized that i want to start support groups for various issues lupus and chronic invisible illnesses being a major part of it because of my own diagnosis and it's also important because with a condition like lupus no one will actually know what you're going through unless they're also a lupus patient as much as we try to explain it there are a lot of symptoms that can't be explained there are a lot of secondary symptoms like your mental health depression that cannot be explained so it is important to have a group of people where you feel safe and where you can exchange notes discuss doctors etc so starting life with lupus has been a plan of mine from years but thanks to dr anisa now we've started it and i'm seeing more patients come forward to talk to each other to get advice and to also share is this symptom lupus or is it not and most likely it is as vague as the symptom might be 90% of the time it can be attributed to lupus and miloni the idea now is to meet on ground face to face isn't right. it i mean absolutely i'm sure in the pandemic you had challenges but anonymity is a dangerous thing as far as it these really things is. are concerned true. that's true and also i think human to human energy is a wonderful thing i mean exactly when My you share your concerns uh, right. talk about that talk about being in a live throbbing uh, you know group of people who are face to face with each other so my perspective moreover comes from remission uh, as mm. as my warrior over here uh, karishma uh, she has spoken about how it is going through it for me i think it's moreover on the uh, remission part as to there is life uh, after lupus and it's beautiful it it can be it can be completely normal the whole stigma regarding it that you know you're absolutely finished and uh, now there is now there's nothing that you can do about it uh, that's i for me it's uh, Uh, I want to change that perspective. Uh, I'm into a uh, beautiful. I've, I've come into a very um, nice position. Um, it's a good background. So I think life after lupus is very much normal and it's possible. Mm. Wonderful. Uh, and you've seen so many cases like Miloni, haven't yeah, you? Yeah, of course. Share, share other stories. So exactly. I mean. Um, Miloni herself has gone through this amazing amazing journey where now she's successful she has an amazing job and she's doing really well and just like that i have lot of patients but one i'll particularly share um she's a patient who basically was diagnosed many years ago probably in her teenage years and subsequently she got married went into remission but when she got pregnant she had a flare and uh, she lost her sorry, child sorry i'm i'm really sorry i'm no, going to no interrupt problem. you I don't think we've explained flare as yet. Yeah, so, so explain think, that and go yeah. back to your story. So yeah. that's a good point. Uh, a flare is where the disease sort of, after a period of you know lying dormant, is suddenly uh, gets uh, activated again, where they may have uh, any of the symptoms of lupus, uh, skin, joints, uh, rashes, uh, arthritis, but also kidney-related problems. So 
this particular patient in her pregnancy experienced a flare where the disease was activated again and as a result she lost her child subsequently she was told by many of her doctors that you can't ever get pregnant she was put on medicines which would not allow her to get pregnant but once we met we you know went through a period of getting her on different meds which were pregnancy safe and today i mean just a few months back she came uh, to the clinic with uh, her baby who was healthy and they were both doing very well and for me that is what it's all about you know i mean that is whether it's a whether it's achieving a pregnancy whether it's achieving a normal career whether whatever a patient may want i mean we as doctors are here to make that happen very 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 beautifully put so doc tell me um do insurance policies cover lupus or autoimmune disorders so um i think in our country it's a bit variable what we do know is lupus is not always recognized as a critical illness which it very much is and along with the burden of the disease you're suddenly you know faced with the financial burden of uh, you know treatment diagnosis and as a result this is very overwhelming for our patients uh, one thing that is really needed is some uniform uh, policies about lupus where it should definitely be recognized by insurance policies and they should have a streamless sort of flow where you know claiming insurance is concerned Miloni uh, Karishma any examples did you try and purchase one at any point during your treatment or do you know friends who well, tried to do that Well I had insurance but I guess it only covered till a certain extent mm. lupus is so expensive if you get diagnosed with it that you know for uh, fortunately my parents had the means till certain extent but I have so many fellow warriors who are coming over and you know it's 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 real hassle for them how do we cover how do we get through this with the kind of financial crunches that we have So because I was diagnosed when I was 12 I got sick when I was 12 and even after I tried to look for insurance options everything could come down to uh, being caused by lupus and hence being a pre-existing condition so I could not claim any insurance even if it was a condition that wasn't actually because of lupus I don't know if any uh, you know higher ups or top management in medical insurance companies are listening to this but i just want you to give us a perspective doc let's say one is prescribed hydroxychloroquine corticosteroids belimumab which is now considered the first new drug for sd in more than 50 years how much would these drugs normally cost i mean miloni said extremely expensive yeah. just put a number on it so i think hydroxychloroquine and steroids are not that expensive but these other drugs like belimumab isn't hasn't even reached mm. india it's so expensive the company doesn't even see it worth uh, launching it in india uh, that said we have other drugs like mm. rituximab which are not recognized by fda but in fact they are used very widely and these are costly i would estimate the cost of the drug is anywhere between the cost of treatment uh, Um, which is an ongoing treatment can vary from you know a few thousand rupees to lakhs sometimes and it's not only the treatment it's a diagnostic procedure is a test i mean if your kidney is affected you may need a kidney biopsy so all of these things go into lakhs of rupees uh, uh, lakhs that's true, that's true. for me every it month. went every into month. over a crore my whole uh, my whole uh, therapy and everything it just went over a crore so that was a lot a period of time Three for years, three years, so two and a half, three years, and that was a lot. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. that's in. in What about the people who don't have this kind of means, and that's. Yeah, and I'm sure uh, there are people like Tata Memorial who help once you go there and approach yeah. them and things like that. 
but there is no widespread uh, charitable trust so unfortunately i mean like for cancer we still have a lot of mm. trusts and you know for example for oncology drugs you do have a lot of uh, options or on the other hand for our diseases rheumatic diseases or lupus we don't have that many trust there is one trust lupus trust of india but i think it's mostly based in south of india and i think in western india as far to my knowledge we don't and if i'm wrong i would love to be corrected but uh, for my patients i haven't always found means to help them financial means whereas medicines are concerned and since you've lived in the uk and obviously you have worldwide exposure uh, let's look at america and the united kingdom evolved west do medical insurance policies they cover so um, in the us insurance policies definitely Lupus. cover those who can uh, you know have steady jobs and have insurance it covers but in the uk you have the nhs the national health system so mm. there someone diagnosed with lupus would i'm not saying have an easy uh, time but at the same time at least they don't have to worry about the financial aspect of things okay now what i want you to do is get on to instagram at lifewithlupus.mum life with lupus.mum once you go there you follow them direct message them they will give you a whatsapp group which is lupus survivors people in remission people suffering from the disease and if you or your relatives people in the family have lupus the condition or want any kind of help join that support group right away now the the mental aspect and you did say that caregivers are also going through their faster share of stress yeah how do you take care of a person for a prolonged period of time a person who's going through depressive tendencies and immense uh, physical discomfort and pain and they themselves need some counseling so um when i have a patient in clinic uh, i often tend to also realize that whether the husband who accompanies that patient whether her parents they have their own uh, struggles in terms of either meeting the financial side of things taking care of the patient themselves going for regular visits all of this can be a strain and when we concentrate on the patient sometimes we forget about them but they themselves need a bit of help a bit of hand holding some counseling and that's where our support group can help because we not only want to reach out to patients but also to their caregivers to be a part of this process yeah and i want you to come in here miloni because you uh, are actively helping people out in this right. particular area right. and talk about how that has helped how psychologically people have walked away happier and that has helped the healing process so first and foremost i would really like to add to find the correct kind of doctor because if you have the correct kind of doctor only then will they be able to guide you yeah. for me they really scared me in the start till i found dr anisa uh, they really scared me as to how lupus can affect me but then once i got a good doctor and then i had a great support by my family uh, that's when it, they helped me realize that uh, you know if you if you if you have good self preservation a good support um there's so much of positivity that comes out of it i agree and most of the doctors that i've had and i've had doctors in three different cities across two countries my entire journey i have been always been told that you have 2 years left to live you have 4 years left to live and that fear will affect you so it's very important to find the right doctor who one knows what they're doing and two does not gaslight you into how you because of what you're feeling it's also important for doctors to trust you because i think when you have a chronic illness the trust is a two way street as much as you need to trust the doctor the doctor also needs to trust you and understand that whatever you're saying is true 
a lot of times you hear people say you're faking being sick but that's never the case no one will fake being sick people fake being well and irrespective of when you ask we will always say oh we're fine we're fabulous but that's not always the truth and that's because people don't know how to respond people don't know how to react when you say i am feeling down i am in a prolonged state of depressive episodes so finding the right doctors understanding that mental health is a very big um part of your chronic illness journey it is not something to be looked at in silos it is very important to understand what is triggering it what is causing it and what do you do to uh, treat it which does not worsen other issues so it's also important for all of your doctors to work together because if you work in silos you are going to have drugs react to each other true you know i asked dr anisha kabadia to get miloni and karishma to send me a, a one page each and i'm so happy i did that because she and this is karishma being a chronic patient is very lonely especially when you're surrounded by people who can't understand how you're so ill when you look absolutely fine mm-hmm. and i think that's why you need counselors that's why you need people to help you take care of the mental side of things because you have people like dr anisha kabadia who are taking care of the other aspects we want to give out your your email id miloni definitely i am i'm right here to help anybody who needs any sort of a mental support uh, may it be family may it be the warrior itself it's miloni96 at yahoo.co.in i do counseling absolutely for free because it's just out of passion i'm going to repeat that m i l o n i numeric 9 numeric 6 at the rate yahoo.co.in also what you need to do one last time this show i'm telling you is go on to instagram at life with lupus.mum life with l u p u s.mum once you follow them direct message them they will send you a whatsapp support group a robust whatsapp support group that you will get all help as a lupus patient or as a caregiver Uh, Dr. Kapadia, thank you for rolling by. Thank you for getting in touch first and foremost. Yeah, no, thank you, Rishiki. I think this is such a great platform, and I've, I'm really glad we've been able to talk about this very important, uh, you know, condition and the support group. And yeah, I hope that it helps all our patients out there. Lovely. Thank you, Karishma. Thank you, Miloni. Thank, thank you, so you for, for having, having us. us.